0: Okay. Welcome back,
1: my friends, to the flicks of the week that never end. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. I am Joe Spiegel. Mike Sutherland. Yay! And this flick of the week for me is going to be The Cloverfield Paradox. Cool. Netflix original quote unquote movie. All right. And yours is? Running Scared. Ooh, which one? The 1986. Billy Crystal.
0: Yeah, Billy Crystal. Gregory Gr- Hines.
1: Gregory Hines. Jimmy Smits. And um, don't forget. Joey Pants. Michael McDonald. Yes, Michael McDonald. <laughs> all right. So, uh, yeah, cool. I, I like that movie. That's yeah, good, good. We'll get to that one. Yeah. All right. So all that and more uh, or not, nothing else at all. Take it away. Billy. <laughs> Billy. Sure call me Clovey. All right. So um, the story set in the near future. Centers on a team of astronauts on a space station making a terrifying discovery that challenge all as all they know about the fabric of reality as they desperately fight for their survival. <laughs> you're a fucking dork. I give you the Cloverfield paradox trailer.
0: I have to be quick. Whatever you're doing right now, stop. Go to your children right now kiss them hold them for as long as you can
1: that's all there is right
0: now possible earthquake near the statue of liberty looks like you should have left town a little bit earlier
1: doing stop
0: okay <laughs> I'm not stopping what I'm doing alright how you dare you sh- you, sh- you sh- stop it you don't get to tell me what to do stop you
1: alright so the Cloverfield paradox uh, I, of course I, I was like you know I need to watch this ASAP because I mean Netflix just fucking snuck it in out of nowhere right like, like they done with the other two Cloverfield movies you know, they just like they gave you very little and just snuck shit in and very clever. Okay. Very clever to debut the trailer with during the Super Bowl and then a couple hours after it, it's on, on, you know, on the Super Bowl, they have it, the movie ready to fucking go on Netflix. Right. It's clever. Very clever <laughs> because this movie would not have made money in theaters. It just wouldn't have. I mean, I've already read articles that said it and I already w- agreed by seeing the movie that. They are right. This is one of those movies that, if you remember Life from last year with Hall and, and Ryan Reynolds, that movie like made $30 million. That's
0: the, I was going to say that this movie reminds me of exactly that. Of Life. Life. Yeah. Life meets the thing.
1: Yeah. And, and this is the kind of movie that you just really, I mean, with a cast that most people don't know who they are, unless you're big movie guys, because I could recognize almost every actor in this movie from something else. But the average moviegoer, I don't think they would they really notice, you know, recognize any of these actors, and the, the, the it just looks like a, a sci-fi, like people dying on a sci-fi, you know, vessel. That's mm-hmm. it, you know, a science vessel in, in space, and that and forgive it, but that's pretty much what this movie is. This is if you're going to compare it to the other um, Cloverfield films, Ten uh, Cloverfield Lane and Cloverfield from 2008, uh, you you will definitely make this the last on the list because <laughs> it. There's nothing really intriguing about this movie. There's nothing... There's a couple answers to about Cloverfield that makes things make more sense. That makes 10 Cloverfield Lane and Cloverfield make more sense. But all in all, it feels like it plays off like a a big budgeted, made-for-TV movie. Because it goes through most of the motions of what's already been done before. There's no there's no real surprises with this movie. Like even when you find out what it it happens in this that ties into the other two films, it's there's nothing it's nothing really largely revelatory. You know what I mean? It's not like, "Oh fuck, is that why?" No, it's more like, yeah. oh, "Okay, they're going that route. They're going the alternate dimension route." Okay? And so it's just like how when we saw Den of Thieves in a way, how you know, Den of Thieves is better than it should have been. This movie is a little bit better than it should be uh, for all of its cliches and stuff. <laughs> the visuals are pretty damn good for the most part. Uh, the actors d- do the best with what they've got. And there's some actual tense moments in this movie that, that really work. There's a part where, uh, you know, a uh, popular Chinese actress, uh, Zhang Ziyi or whatever, how the fuck you pronounce her name? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. She, uh, there's a sequence with her where, um, she's in a thing in a, in in a room that's blocked off and all of a sudden it instantly opens up to space and the whole fucking room that's full of water freezes, which I don't think that's scientifically possible that water would freeze that quickly, even in the vacuum of space, but whatever. I mean, if it's spread out, sure, but not in one big, you know, globule, but uh, anyway, regardless it's a cool looking scene uh there's another scene where uh, there's another character played by chris o'dowd whose his character's name is mundy and something happens with his character that is horrific but yet it's turned into something whimsical and it works because of how creepy it is and then how the 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 character's sense of humor about it um plays out which i don't want to give too much away because it's on fucking netflix man most people have it go watch it uh but, yeah, the, the, the whole, most of the cast, you, I don't know who most of the cast, you know, um, or I'm sorry, I don't know who the main character of the cast is. I don't know what I've seen her in before, if I have seen her in anything at all. Her name is uh, Gugu Mbatha-Ra. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, she plays a character of Dr. Uh, Julius, I'm sorry, Dr. Ava um, Hamilton. And she and her, it starts off with her and her husband down on Earth, and it's set around, you know, like 10 years from now. And the Earth is uh, running out of energy somehow. They don't they're not producing enough energy to feed everybody. So people are starving and and things like that. So she's with the space program creating this um this thing pretty much that is going to be able to harness its own energy and be self-sustaining. Kind of like fusion, right? So her husband with her husband's blessing and they had um just lost their two kids because of this energy crisis. So he says well we need to save more people so this doesn't have everybody so he's fully for her going on this so then the movie starts a little bit after the words and you have this whole crew on on the ship that and, you know and they all each one has their own dynamic it almost gets to the point where each one is so different from each other it's almost like you're you're purposely setting them that way like casting them that way you know what i mean instead of just letting it flow naturally uh, but it, it's still the most of the characters work for what they do and and but like I said, it just ends up going through the same motions. Oh, shit's breaking. Why is this breaking? Oh, we got to fix it. Oh, there's a dilemma here, so we got to go through that. Oh, is there someone that could be um, a traitor? You know what I mean? And then if oh, well, it wasn't this person, and then it's someone else. And yeah, the thing. Yeah, there you go. So it, I didn't even think of it like that, but you're right. It is like the thing. And and then uh, you just throw in like some elements of gravity and stuff like that into gravity, life, life the thing. And, yeah, and so. All in all, it's it ends up becoming very predictable. And then when there's a there's the there's the final scene that shows something, and you and if you know what Clover you've watched Cloverfield, you know what it is. <coughs> but it, it like that helps to answer some a couple questions. But it's I'm glad I'm I'm really glad it did not come out in theaters. That's that's pretty much my gist of this whole thing, is that because yeah this would have I would we would have came out of this movie like oh, is that it is it you know. Did I just pay twelve plus dollars for that? Eh. So originally, uh, back in twenty twelve, when they were planning on making this, uh, it was going to be called uh, God Particle, and then they changed the name because you know because the movie's already you know getting shitty reviews, so <laughs> got to throw Cloverfield into the title, right? Just like with Sicario Part Two.
0: I don't think it was. It wasn't released as the God Particle.
1: No, it was going to be the God Particle, and then they and now now it's you know it's is you know Cloverfield Paradox. So it just it's like they threw Cloverfield in on purpose just to, well, for one to milk on the name, but it is connected to the other films. It's just that they threw I think they threw Cloverfield in to uh, placate to the to the audience like this is a Cloverfield movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it, you know it's like the insecurity of uh, of marketing, right? This is like I said with Sicario Part Two, it was originally just going to be called Soldado, and then they had to throw that Sicario Two on there, you know, and shit like that. They do it all the fucking time. Because, you know, they think all of us are stupid, and some of us are, but anyway. All right. Um, Yeah, I I don't regret seeing the movie, because like I said, you can watch it as much as you want on Netflix. So, enjoy.
0: Yeah, so uh, Rotten Tomatoes' consensus was brilliant casting is overshadowed by a muddled uh, mix of genres and storylines that scratch more heads than sci-fi issues in the Cloverfield paradox. Uh, Hollywood Reporter called the film Trainwreck of a Sci-Fi Flick Bent on Extending a Franchise. And uh, Deadline wrote, The Super Bowl trailer for Paradox gave the impression the movie would reveal the origin of the monster that appeared in the 2008 movie and was later on hinted at um, in the 2016 uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane, but barely did that. Instead, it stalls the franchise. Cinema Blend gave it a four out of five stars. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, come on, they're just look. See, kissing that's that's blood. just ass kissing.
1: Yeah, it is. And this isn't a bad movie. They, I think that they're 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 being too harsh on the movie because it's not bad. This is very watchable to me, and I I
0: liked it. They're being harsh on it. IMDb gave it a six out of ten. Yeah, so they're Rotten Tomatoes, Metacritic. They're being so overly
1: harsh on the movie. This movie's a this movie's like a fifty percent to me. This would be like a mid ground middle ground movie. You know, so because there's no part when I'm watching it where I'm pissed off at it or anything. It just goes through motions and yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I walk away not feeling any more illuminated or excited about the franchise. You know. Okay. So, but I'm not pissed off either. So, it is what it is, man. You know. Um. Oh, uh, people connected to J.J. Uh, Abrams because he's produced all three films. Um, Donnell Logue um, plays a, a quick uh, conspiracy theorist in a video for a moment. Mm-hmm. Simon Pegg does a radio voice. And uh, Greg Grunberg, who was in Force Awakens as a pilot, as an X-Men pilot, um, also was uh, um, on the other end of a phone conversation where you can hear his voice. Right. He, he's always in some sort of J.J. J. Abrams movie. Yeah, there was even a slush show that shows up in the movie at some point. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah. Like I said, it, I mean, fuck, dude. It, this is, it's a good idea because you you have a movie like this that, you know, you ain't going to go spend money on to go see, so it's great to have it on Netflix. and You watch it, and you don't feel like you fucking wasted a bunch of your money. So, there you go. All right. So, watch it. Go watch The Clo- Cloverfield Par- Paradox. You can compare it to the other films. All right? Running Scared. <laughs> the original.
0: <laughs> let me tell you, when you've been cops this
1: long, you are not fit for anything else.
0: Dan Hedale.
1: We're looking for some new career challenges. Yeah, something with the future. Show me another career they let you shoot people. Nick Protello. Your
0: you're mugging us? I don't believe this. You better believe it or you did. Oh, come on, let us keep the driver's licenses and the snapshots. And our badges. I can't believe that you missed all six shots. What
1: are you talking about? I hit the windshield six times in a row.
0: I'm the one who made him swerve.
1: Oh, you made him swerve. Yes, you sir. always aim
0: low anyway. Jelly oh pants. good nagging me now. Nagging is good. You owe me ten bucks and I never said anything. You want it now? Yeah, I want it now. <laughs> Did I come at a bad time? Follow that car! Oh, well, now you're gonna criticize my driving? Did you get to do all the dangerous stuff, and I get to parallel park? <laughs> They were like brothers in that movie, man. Ray and Danny, Gregory Hines and Billy Crystal, are two Chicago police detectives hot on the trail of drug kingpin Julio Gonzalez, played by Jimmy Smits. They manage to nab the drug lord, but the bust is messy and the two guys are suspended. While vacationing in Key West, Florida, they decide to retire from the police force and open up a bar. But when they return to Chicago and find out that Gonzalez has been released on bail, they vowed not to quit the force until the dangerous dealer is behind bars for good. Uh, directed by Peter Hyams. Featured song, Sweet friend this, this is a fucking movie that should have started a franchise. Yeah. Billy Crystal and Gregory Hines are really, really good in this movie. They don't play these over-the-top fucking... Well, I mean, they do, but they don't play these over-the-top action hero cops. They're not the Arnold Schwarzeneggers or the Bruce Willises, you know. They fit. They, yeah, they, they fight each other. They argue... You know, Billy Crystal does his voices, you know. So, you know, he ends up calling uh, Jimmy Smith's character, Julio, from Julio's car, you know, as, you know, whatever. He's he's just doing just some voice. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Mother. You know, he's he's just doing those, these silly voices, right? Um, I look marvelous. Yes. You you look marvelous. Uh, But other than, I mean, oh, he ends up, (laughs) at one point he does the crusty old Jew. You know, that's the son of a bitch over there.
1: Right. F- good luck, Storm in the castle.
0: Yeah. You know, he's it, it, it you know, <laughs> this this movie, this movie is fun. It 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 works in such a way that even the end of the movie, where it's the atypical, come by yourself. You know, don't bring anybody else. And if I bring anybody else, I'm going to kill people, right? Yeah. You know, bad guy monologuing bullshit. But Jimmy Smith was really good in it. I mean, Jimmy Smith was basically just Scarface. Yeah. You know. Um, but that motherfucker is smooth, especially when he was younger. Yeah. He had that really cool, like, you know, spanish Colombian accent going on. And, and he looked the part. And he played the part of just, like, when I first saw this movie, I fucking hated him because of the character. Yeah. So, like, in every other movie or a yeah. TV show that he was in, I'm like, that's that motherfucker from Running Scared, and I don't like his it's character. like how
1: people are with Bob Gunton.
0: Yeah. So,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> so, you know, what ends up happening is Billy Crystal is getting a divorce or his girlfriend or his ex-wife is, you know, dating a dentist, and she's, she wants to lead a boring life while he doesn't. Yeah. You know, and he's like just like a big kid. You know, and Gregory Hines is the same way. He's, he likes to sleep around, and he's a cop, and he, he, he they love their job. Yeah. You know, and it's, uh, it's Christmas time in Chicago when all this stuff takes place.
1: I forgot about this. I looked up the trivia while I was watching this movie about a year or so ago, and— most of the scenes were filmed where it was supposed to be snowing, but it wasn't that time of year for there to be snow on the ground. Right. So they had, they like fake sprayed snow all over the place. Yeah. And so in high definition, you can see a, a lot of the spots where they just did a quick spray around a tree or something uh-huh. and it looks fucking horrible if you notice it. Otherwise the, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty funny. Um, I think it's like the Halloween thing where he used a lot of um, squash instead of uh, pump real pumpkins. Right, painted the squash. Yeah,
0: and squash and pumpkin, same difference.
1: Oh yeah, he just still it's just funny because they're you know completely different colors.
0: Yeah, so uh, Joe Pantoliano, Joey Pants, is in it. Uh, he plays one of Julio's associates, and basically, I mean, like he's in a lot of scenes. Like from the start, yeah. they're watching this Julio guy. There's there's no fucking stinger opening. There's no nothing. They're sitting in a car, you know waiting and then Joey Pants shows up and then they start going through all the motions right yeah. with him and then when 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 it moves forward you know you find out that there's there's other detectives that have been on the case for a while and then now they're all kind of working together but not really yeah <laughs> and in and uh Crystal and Gregory Hines characters are um they're they're, they're you know they have the seniority on the force yeah Right? And they and they got to train their replacements as well, but they don't want to really um, retire. But they have a bar down in, you know, Florida. Um, but that, that comes later um, because they're, they're ordered to take a vacation. They're off the case because they fucked up, right? Yeah. You know, and Dan Hedaya was really good in this movie. It's too bad that these guys are like Dan Hedaya and Gregory Hines are gone.
1: No, no Dan is still alive. Is he? Oh, he's 77. Yeah. Yeah, Nick Tortelli. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> But Gregory Hines, you go bye bye.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hines died about like 15, 20 years ago. Uh,
0: 2003. Yeah. 15, yeah. He died of liver cancer.
1: Yeah, that guy could really tap dance, man. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I forgot Stephen Bauer was in this.
0: Yeah. Uh, he was in History of the World Part One. He was in Wolfen. <laughs> um,
1: the jig is up <laughs> and gone.
0: Check it out. So, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Um, these were his first movies. History of the World, Part 1, Wolfen, Deal of the Century, The Muppets Take Manhattan, The Cotton Club, White Knights. then he was in... Uh, Eve of Fairy Destruction.
1: I always remember Eve of Destruction.
0: And amazing stories about tap, running scared, off-limits, yeah. tap. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gregory Hines' tap dance in America, Eve of Destruction.
1: That was the one that, that they tried to have him become like an action star? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Colonel Jim McQuaid. A uh, Rage in Harlem, White Lie, T-Bone and Weasel, and us see Dead Air, Renaissance Man. Kangaroo Court, uh Happily in town Stranger in town um <laughs> little Bill Bojangles once who killed um like the first like his first i don't know one two three four five six, seven eight nine the, the first twelve movies were really good, yeah, you know, even though I mean you have fairy tale theater, but amazing stories um all this stuff, but he he was primarily a dancer. You know, yeah. Um, he won Emmys. He won a Tony. Uh, he never won a Grammy. Um, never won? A, did he win any Oscars? N- no. Okay. He wasn't a, he wasn't one of the four, or All five, right. or eight, or whatever.
1: Yeah, egot.
0: <laughs> but he won an Image Award for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Motion Picture Drama Desk Award for Jelly's Last Jam. Uh, supremely talented. Yeah,
1: he was in a Rage in Harlem, right? I think he named that one. Uh, yeah, Rage in Harlem. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah, right after Eve of Destruction. And with in, in Running Scared, him and Billy Crystal are almost like they knew each other really, really well. Uh, the way that they interacted with each yeah. other was, I mean, it's like they had known each other for 30 years. It, it was amazing. And they are so in tune with each other and the way that everything was going that... Like there are lines. Okay, so there's a point in the movie where they're in the police station, and Gregory Hines goes into the bathroom, and Billy Crystal is talking with his ex-wife, yeah, who's going to be married to that dentist. And as she's talking with him, this guy interrupts. And he goes, "Hi, I'm looking for you know whatever in the name of Billy Crystal. I'm looking for Billy Crystal." And then he <laughs> goes, "And he goes, well, he's he he's not here. He's down in the hall." And then he keeps talking to his wife. A guy comes back and goes, you didn't he wasn't down there. He goes, well, check the bathroom. So he goes in and checks the bathroom. And the, a, a, as Gregory Hines is in there, he's basically playing Billy Crystal, right? Yeah. And he thinks he's being summoned with court papers or whatever. being, you know, are you whoever? And he's yeah. like, you know, I, yeah. And he goes, well, these are for you. He's like, well, I, I don't want these. He goes, well, you, it's too late, right? Yeah. You know, you're the beneficiary of, you know, your aunt's will and yada, yada, yada forty thousand dollars. <laughs> he's like, okay. So lawyer leaves and Gregory Hines comes out and he's standing there and the conversation between Billy Crystal and his wife ends. And Gregory Hines is talking and and Billy Crystal interrupts him with something and, and as Gregory Hines saying, Oh, and by the way, you know, forty thousand dollars. You're gonna get forty thousand dollars, you're rich. Yeah. And what happens is is that Billy Crystal Sorry, I should have turned that down. <laughs> What happens is Billy Crystal starts as he's talking. When he's done, he goes, "What do you mean I have forty thousand dollars?" You know. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it just works so perfectly. This interplay between the two characters—they're
1: in sync, man. Like,
0: like who's on first? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And how they were able to do that for this movie is astounding because a lot of people, when you have this this dual this dual personality, this. Yeah. This uh, duet, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Um, it's like dancing. It really is.
1: Gotta have chemistry.
0: Yeah. And sometimes it works. Most of the times it doesn't. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and like, as much as I, I hate to say this, but I'm, I don't, it's not that I hate to say this, but the, the contrast is Bruce Willis and Justin Long.
1: Uh huh.
0: Because that works too. Yeah. You know? And for whatever reason, those two guys, Doing Die Hard, Live for Your Die Hard, yeah, it it worked in that context, but like in in Cop Out with Tracy Morgan, not so much.
1: (laughs) Tracy (laughs) Morgan was great. Oh yeah, yeah, it was, um, it was, uh, or like Riggs and Murtaugh, yeah,
0: yeah. Thank you, yeah, Lethal Weapon. Um, and this is basically Lethal Weapon before Lethal Weapon.
1: I just watched an episode of Supernatural. And they called um, themselves Detectives Riggs, Riggs and Murtaugh. Yeah. And there was another episode where one of the cop cars was named 3 William 56.
0: <laughs> which I, is from went, Lethal Weapon. Yeah.
1: I wonder <coughs> <coughs> I went, I, I went, who, who knows that one.
0: 3 William 56. Um, there's also one in, uh, there's an episode of uh, Supernatural where it's 15 Mary 1 and 2. Okay. Which is chips. And then you have 15 Mary 3 and 4, <laughs> which is also chips, but it's... It's, um, there's Ponch and John, and then there's Grossman, and the other one. I can't remember the other one.
1: Me neither. Um, <coughs> it's funny that you brought up a, a fucking Gregory Hines movie when, when, uh, who, he, he's the one who replaced, uh, uh, Richard Pryor in, uh, History of the World, Part One. Yeah. Because the news just came out today about, uh, <laughs> about Richard Pryor's wife, um, one of his wives saying that, uh. That Pryor was having a sexual affair with Marlon Brando, really? Yeah, yes, well, yes. But <laughs> so but yeah, um, and then uh, I guess uh, I don't know if this is true because I'm just basing it off this article. But it said that uh, that Pryor was open for years about being you know having homosexual relationships. I, I never heard of that before.
0: It I, doesn't. It doesn't surprise I, me.
1: I heard that he was very sexual. Like like his wife said, even when he couldn't get it up anymore, he'd be constantly sitting there masturbating and shit. So, but. That's the amount of fucking drugs in the system. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I, I don't remember hearing anything about. It. But she says she's gonna come out with a book later. So, of course, right, a book that's gonna show like all of his like uh, diary excerpts of um of like men and other people he slept with and stuff.
0: Yeah, like I said, it it, it doesn't surprise me if Richard Pryor was bisexual.
1: Yeah, so, like because there was there's some quote of his about the seventies, you know, but everyone's it was fucking everybody, you know, kind of thing or something. I don't know. So I, I, I just, it's just funny because you know Richard Pryor. I didn't think there'd be a link to it today, but there you go. There's our six degrees, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I forgot what I was going to look up. I was, you see,
0: we mentioned Lethal Weapon, and I was going to
1: another uh, duo, cop duo that worked or didn't
0: work. It works, but for some reason, I was for this movie to come out when it came out, did thirty eight million at the box office, which is you know not bad.
1: Yeah, but it wasn't enough to make it a hit, a huge hit. It, no, it didn't get Beverly Hills Cop money.
0: No, and what's funny is that this this movie. I mean, there's a ton of cop movies that came out yeah. in '86. You know, um, when did *Lethal Weapon* come out? '87. Yeah, so they were just just like a, a nut scrape ahead of yeah, time. Yeah, a
1: fucking a year, a year is you know maybe a year close to a year and a half between two films is not a long time at all.
0: Yeah. So uh, yeah, *Top Gun*. Aliens. Yep. Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller. Big Trouble in Little China. Yep. Howard. I still love that movie. The <laughs> Fly, Crocodile Dundee, I, I
1: have a nostalgic uh, thing about Howard the Duck.
0: Labyrinth, Short Circuit, Hannah and Her Sisters, The Golden Child, Blue oh, Velvet. Back to School. Little Shop of Horrors.
1: <laughs> Maximum Cobra. Order. Maximum Guy. I watched Cobra and it's fucking bad. It's, it's terrible, isn't it? It's a bad it? movie. Transformers, the movie. We made you. Karate Kid 2, Three Amigos. At close range, that's an underrated film. Mosquito Coast. At close range is a very good movie. Him and Walken. How many movies have we seen? Let's go. Manhunter, all the, way. the original Red Dragon, <laughs> Michael Mann. Okay, I've
0: seen the Texas Chainsaw Massacre too.
1: I saw Critters.
0: I rented that. That was fucking great. We're
1: going. We're starting
0: at the end. Roddy. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. Yeah. Roddyle.
1: Yep, I got that on DVD.
0: Great Mouse Detective. Yeah, I've seen it. Me too. Nine and a half weeks. Yep, I've seen it. Deadly Friend. Um, yeah, Christy I've Swanson. seen it,
1: but I don't remember anything about it.
0: Uh, Christy Swanson is, um, hold on a second. She plays, I don't know if she comes back or she is, uh, yeah, implanting robotic microchips into her brain. So she dies and then friend implants robotic microchips into her brain.
1: Is that mama? Is yep. mama in there? <laughs> yeah,
0: That's, uh, the chick, the lady from the Goonies. Um, yeah. the fuck is her name?
1: I know but it's there. Anne Ramsey. There you go. Elvira Parker.
0: Matthew Little Uh Christy Swanson. So, um, Legal Eagles.
1: I don't think I watched
0: it all the way through. Critters. I've definitely seen that. Police Academy 3. I
1: think I still own it.
0: you still own it. Down and Down Beverly Hills. Seen it. Everybody's mm. seen that movie. Friday 13th 6th. Oh, yeah. The Hitcher. Uh, yep, seen it. And the remake. About Last Night. I don't remember if I've seen that or not. Demi Moore, Rob Lowe, Jim Belushi. And uh, Joan I might not have seen that. I've seen Ruthless People. is fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I've
1: seen Ruthless People a long time ago.
0: Uh, Manhunter, yes. Children of a Lesser God. I've never seen that movie.
1: I have seen it, but I don't remember anything about it. An American Tale. Manhunter's excellent. Um, Yeah, American Tale, yep. Saw that. that Money Pit. Fucking song. I just played that song for the first time.
0: Money Pit. It's
1: my daughter. Um, Flight of the Navigator. Money Pit. Money Pit. Poltergeist (laughs) 2. Yes. (laughs) Hoosiers. Uh, finally saw that for the first time a couple of years ago. I haven't seen that all the way through. Uh, the
0: Mosquito Coast. I don't know if I've ever seen that all the way through. Me neither. Uh, At Close Range, Own it. Um, I don't know if I've seen that all the way through. Three amigos, yes.
1: The, Madonna did the theme song for the movie, by the way. Um,
0: for Karate Kid too. For
1: At Close Range, it's called uh, "Live to Tell." Okay, great. That was when she was, you know, married too all right uh, i haven't seen three amigos all the way through i don't think if i have i don't remember if i have
0: you're an awful person i know I a kid
1: too definitely saw that in theaters the heartbreak
0: ridge which is not a fucking comedy <laughs> have you seen that movie yes i have granada right okay so with heartbreak ridge i can remember specifically watching this movie we, we rented a me and my buddy Scott. I was up in Sonora at the time uh. and uh, staying there, and we rented movies, right? And we would rent movies like almost every night and watch them. And we rented, we tried to rent the, the worst, you know, anything that had media on it. With us, ones we rented like Death Race Two Thousand and yeah. fucking shitty horror movies and whatever else. And Heartbreak Ridge was one of them. And we were watching it, and I can I can remember still to this day his mom sitting there and going. Why the fuck does Clint Eastwood have to talk like that? You know, this gravelly voice sounding like Larry King type of, you know,
1: oh, I don't like what's going on here. Where, where,
0: where. <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking about it. I'm like, that's how his normal voice sounds. And then, then I'm listening to it and listening to it because, you know, there's scenes where he's in a bar and, and talking and whatever else. And yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, he's, he's just, it sounds like he's really just stressing that voice. Yeah. I don't think you really like the way I talk, you know. Anyways, uh, Transformers a movie, yes. Oh, yeah, seen it. Peggy Sue. Uh,
1: I don't think I've ever seen that all the way through. Huh. Maximum Overdrive. I own it. Highlander. I own that on a DVD with Raw Deal. I, ra- I don't know why. Highlander, I don't know why Radeel. No, no, Raw Deal and Maximum Overdrive. You jumped to Highlander too quick. I don't know why those two are, are together. Huh. The only thing I can think is because they both came out in 86. That's the only thing I can think of.
0: That's possible. Yeah. All
1: right, go ahead. Highlander.
0: I've uh, seen it, yeah. And we've already talked about Cobra.
1: Clancy Brown is in Highlander. He plays the villain. Yep. And we've already talked about Cobra. Finally saw Cobra for the first time in the last year. And Back to School. Yep, seen it. Golden Child.
0: Love the Golden Child. Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, Seen it, yes. Blue Velvet, haven't seen all the way through.
1: I finally saw Blue Velvet in the last year as well, for the first time.
0: Hannah and Her sister. Never seen
1: it. Fuck uh, Woody Allen. I've
0: seen some of it, but not all of it. Star Trek 4. Everybody
1: remember where we parked? Short Circuit? Yep. Donnie Five. Labyrinth. Labyrinth, yeah. Pretty Pink, yep.
0: Didn't like that movie.
1: It. You know what? If you're into the whole Rat Pack stuff, it, it grows on you, man. Brat Pack. Right. Fuck.
0: That's okay. Uh, the Color of Money. Yep.
1: Yeah, finally saw that one. Dundee. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. God, Dundee. I saw that so many fucking times in theaters.
0: The Fly, Stand By Me,
1: Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck, yep. Have you ever seen The Mission? Um, Is that with Mel Gibson?
0: I don't think so. Aidan Quinn.
1: Oh, De Niro. Robert De Niro. Um, I don't. Are you looking at me?
0: <laughs> I did that on purpose. Badly. Are You talking oh well, Ennio Morricone did a. Yeah, Morricone.
1: Um, no, I don't think I have seen the mission. I I never cared for it. Uh, we big to, trouble. Yeah, big care. trouble.
0: Platoon, Ferris, yep, aliens, yep. and Pop Gun. Those are the movies. Those are the big movies that came out in 1986. Yeah. Opposite of Running Scared. And, you know, I, I look, I don't really give a shit about all the big movies because in 1986, I saw Running Scared in a the theater because. I think Best of
1: the Times came out that year, too. Uh, you may be right. Um, I love The Best of Times. Taft, California, baby. Yep. <laughs> Kurt Russell and
0: Robin Williams. There um, we go, 1986 in film. It's possible. Let's look. Let's see. I don't care about that Black Moon Rising. Saw that. Black Moon. That was like directed to fucking video too because I saw um, I was at my again, I was at Scott's house when uh when that when we saw, we rented that.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh the adventures of Peter Black Cullen, Black Black. Clan of the Cave Bear, Heathcliff.
1: Iron Eagle. My
0: chauffeur, <laughs> Deborah Foreman. <laughs> mm. Uh FX. That was such a good movie. FX was good. Delta Force, Terror Vision. Ever seen Terror Vision?
1: Um, if I have, I don't remember any uh, it.
0: Wildcats came out that year.
1: Yep, that was the first movie with Woody and Wuzzy Snipes together. <sighs> the Hitcher printed in Salvador. Salvador had uh, James Wood.
0: Crossroads has a great guitar duo in there. GoBots, Battle of the Rock Lords. What? You didn't know that? I don't remember the, the GoBots movie being in theaters. Frank Welker, Arthur Burgard, Bernard Earhart, Peter Cullen. Peter Cullen. Yeah, so you have Megatron, you have Telly Savalas, baby Margo Kidder. Yeah, uh, Rad. <laughs> we were talking about that. Yep.
1: Send me an angel. Yeah. Fuck.
0: You like Rad because it was about BMX bikes. It was like I never just saw that fucking movie. Fucking I have never G- fucking seen that movie. GT performers in it, man. Yeah. That's, That's an expensive fucking bike back then. I it was know. like seven hundred dollar bike.
1: Yeah, my friend got his uh, fucking for four hundred fifty bucks. And back in, I mean, that was back in, what, 84, I think he got it. 84, 85. And, dude, just imagine how much that is. Space Camp. It's a $1,000 bike, now.
0: Space Camp was awful. Yeah. But it it has Leah Thompson in it.
1: Bueller's never getting old, man. Too bad it's got a fucking pedophile in it.
0: Yeah, it's still fucking, I mean, Um, he's in fucking Howard the Duck, too. I know. Yeah, you're right. Um, Shows his true
1: form. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I, love those, I love those noises he made no. No. She took my eggs
0: <laughs> Robotech the movie mm-hmm. Yep. Um,
1: Best of times might have been 87 But I think it was 87 uh, Shanghai Surprise <laughs> God, what a turd of a flick I think that's what caused their divorce I think that's what caused Sean Penn To beat, uh, beat the shit out of Madonna <laughs> The shittiness of Shanghai Surprise
0: Yeah, I think it was uh, Next year The Wraith God, that was a fucking terrible uh, That
1: was a rental for me I, <laughs> I rented that And fucking It was one of those rentals I loved to, I loved to watch at the time Yeah I, I was like 9 or 10 at the time It came out
0: I, I, I did the, We did the same thing We rented yeah. the fucking rave uh, Golden Child Three And King Kong
1: King Kong King Kong King Kong King Kong King Kong lives They saw that in theaters Platin. Every, it was like oh, yeah, Witch suit. board George For 50 foot tall gorilla In a birthday suit
0: Yep and the morning after
1: Okay, yep. And so, yeah, my best of times might have been 87.
0: Have you ever seen Eating Raul?
1: It's familiar, but I don't think I
0: ever saw it. It's one of my parents' favorite movies. Fucking hilarious.
1: 85%.
0: Yeah, 82. But comedy about a married couple living in Hollywood who resort to killing swingers for their money. (laughs) 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 Oh, anyways, Uh, getting back to Running Scared. Um, Because, oh, man, Eating Raul had a budget of $350,000.
1: Yeah, what? that's like... Uh, it
0: made $1.1 million. Hey, that's not bad. Yeah, it made, it made... money. Profit. It started Begley Jr., Buck Henry, who, you know, Saturday Night Live fame. That's probably why my parents once saw it. Getting back to Running Scared in, in the season of the, these movies between, you know, 80 and 90, you know, these cop movies, these buddy cop movies, this was, I mean, seriously, this is a pubic hair short of Lethal Weapon. Yeah. You know, and people didn't take it seriously because Billy Crystal is a fucking comedian. Yeah. And Gregory Hines is a dancer. And, you know, that's just a chemistry that just doesn't work. But watching the movie, I mean, shit, watch the movie 30 years later. Yeah. And that movie works so well. I mean, Jimmy Smith's character isn't that great. And the plot is meh. (laughs) But the interaction and dialogue between those two characters, between everybody, is actually really good. Yeah. Yeah. You know the story is solid. It doesn't leave you, you know, wishing that it would speed up. Um, there, there's no port, there's no ports, there's no parts in the movie that for you know make you want to walk away.
1: It's one of those movies I wouldn't ha- mind having in my collection.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely worth it. I
1: mean, dude, thirty thirty plus years later and it still works. I mean, go figure. Yeah, but yeah. This is one of those movies that I, I still, it still, I agree, man. It blows my mind that it has not. Gotten the popularity that it deserves because every time you type in "running scared," guess what shows up? The Paul Paul,
0: Paul Walker Paul Blart mall cop anime. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I look, I like running scared with Paul Walker. There's a little too much profanity in it, but the movie's still a good movie. <laughs> You're complaining <laughs> about profanity? Well, dude, when fuck is every other uh, literally every other word like we're watching? You know, it's like watching the last Boy Scout, but with like about a hundred extra fucks. <laughs> okay. My mom, my good mom, fucking
0: god, fucking damn, fucking. My fucking mom used to beat. call
1: the last boy scout. Um, she'd always go, "Oh, you're watching the last fucking boy scout," because <laughs> they always, you know, yeah, you know, know. all the fucks in it, right? She's like every other word, every other word is fuck. Even though she liked the movie too, but um, so yeah, I I agree, man. Running scared is fucking good, good movie. <sighs> Night of the comic. and it's got chemistry. The, the the even the Michael McDonald song works with that movie. Yep, <sighs> it's uh, yeah. It's a it's a good show. Shine the light on me. <laughs> so uh you that's what uh all you've got left. Yes. You. That's all, that's all yes. I got. Um yes. Yeah. yes. You can't do it. Chopping mall, that was made from um made for TV. Yes. Yes. Killbots. Yeah. Yep. I did ju- I read about that uh I think a couple of years ago or something. I think I think Killbots is available on YouTube to watch for free. Don't quote me on that, but I think it is. If only I could check. If only. If only. Let's just, let's see.
0: Dude, okay. So, um, during production, Jim Wynorski agreed to write one, write a horror film that took place uh, in a mall, but only if he could direct. So, Winorski wrote the script with Steve Mitchell, whom he had known since the 70s. When they met at conventions for EC Comics and became friends. Yeah. They decided to do a Phantom of the Mall type movie, and Mitchell says it was Wynorski's idea to feature robots. Wynorski says he was inspired by the 1954 film GOG. G O G, GOG. Yeah. Mitchell says they wrote the story in 24 hours, sent it to Julie Corman, who, had a, who was.
1: Roger l- Corman's
0: r- wife, I think, yeah. Okay. Vestron gave their approval within a week, despite lack of a script. The script took around four or five weeks to you write. struck oil. Wynorski says Roger Corman was nothing but supportive from the
1: get-go. What? Oh, no, no. I'm saying like, like you know, oh, you're, you're going to make a movie like this? So, yeah, you've struck gold.
0: Yeah. It's like, hey, you want a script? Here's a script. Okay, we'll start it. Chopping Mall also acts as a debut film for Rodney Eastman, who went on to star in A Nightmare on Elm Street 3 and 4.
1: <coughs> well, um, it's on here. I don't know without clicking on it. I mean, what Chopping Mall.
0: The film was shot mostly at Sherman Oaks Galleria where Fast Times at Regmont High and Commando had (laughs) been filmed. And the Beverly Central was used from... That's cool. Oh, here it is. Concord released the film in limited theaters. It was known during production as Robots, then Killbots. Upon initial release as Killbots, the film did poorly. However, it fared better when it was released, or re-released as Chopping Mall. The name Chopping Mall was a suggestion of a janitor. The film was released on VHS in the United States by Vestron sub-label Lightning Video... (laughs) <laughs> Lionsgate released the film twice on DVD, once in 2004 and in 2012 as part of an eight horror film DVD set. It was released for the first time on Blu-ray a couple years back as part of uh, Lionsgate's new Vestron Video Collector's Series line.
1: Yeah, it's on there, dude. Uh, it's on YouTube if you want to watch it. So yeah, I mean, look under just look under Killbots full film or uh, chop chopping them Mall. Mall. So yeah, so there you go. Like you get three reviews. <laughs> And that's it. That's it, man. That's all we got, man. We did everything else in the other show. Yeah. So fuck off. Yeah. Go home. Yeah. Why are you still Stop here? Stop listening. Yeah. Go watch the Deadpool 2 trailer again. Yeah. Or Solo. And Solo, yeah. yeah.
0: Or Infinity War. Or, uh,
1: yeah. Or, uh, you know what? Just watch even the first Deadpool trailer yeah. again. Or, or porn. <laughs>